This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Edwards trying to get back to three that Beasley wasn't able to get, and he's going to do even one better. A chance for a four-point play for Ant. Edwards into traffic, and oh my goodness, Anthony Edwards is having himself a night. Six seconds, five seconds, Russell. Off the glass, rejected by Simons, but they're going to count it. Rules on the floor is the goaltend. So the goaltend is going to put the Timberwolves in front with 2.1. You know what to do. Get the flag. Get the damn flag. Here we go. That's right. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Back above 500. For the first time since December 1st, the Minnesota Timberwolves are a game and a half out of the sixth seed in the Western Conference. Tough schedule coming up here. We can talk about that. But that game last night, I okay, like I have to check myself sometimes when I watch Anthony Edwards, who scored 40 points in that game last night. Mackie Judd, executive producer Declan here. This is a daily Minnesota sports entertainment celebration therapy, whatever you need from us. Exhausted. And sometimes like I watch these games and I'm thinking, God, he looks like a young he looks like Dwayne Wade in in when Dwayne was, you know, first five years explosive, gets to the rim whenever he wants to, converts impossible layups in traffic. And then other times I'm watching like he kind of also looks like LeBron with these step back threes and the body and the shape. And then I think Am I just being a complete Wolves homer when when I'm watching Anthony Edwards play at age 20 and I'm thinking he's kind of Dwayne Wade over here and LeBron James like do I need do I need Wolves therapy or do you guys see some of the same characteristics I think it's okay Phil to be excited and and to be enthralled uh, Yes <laughs> hold on I'm 52. I can't be doing this as much. <laughs> I got a bad one. My back's going out. I'm, I'm winded. Dislocate your shoulder. I got the wolves <laughs> pennant there from our friend Jeff. Um, so I'd say this. I would say that I don't know that you even need to draw a direct comparison, which, which is fine. Uh, but here's what I love. And I think it's why, and I know this is going to sound shocking coming from me. I think this is why I'm so excited right now about sports in this town. It's one thing to have like star players and they're really good. Like, like cat cat is a really good star type player, but what we have in ant without a question 
and Kaprizov, without a question, and Jefferson is three superstar dynamic players. And Kirk. <laughs> why'd, you, why'd you have to do that? Why did you have to do that? Why did? Why do you want the Crusaders hey, Joe upset? Joe Ryan and Bailey Ober are knocking on the door, okay? You just got to give hey, them Joe, a little Liam, bit of time. I like Joe Ober, Ryan. I, I like Joe, Joe Ryan. Ryan, too. I'm just... But, but I'm just saying, but but I'm just saying, when's the last time in this town that we've had what I consider to be three must see? Like, I'll turn on games to watch them. Do you still have any? Because I do, I'll admit, like, I have sort of a, a creeping fear that it's all more, more of a mirage than maybe we think. You're going to wake that, up? That, yeah, that's, and I'm not talking about like injury. I mean, hopefully, you know, injuries happen. Hopefully, it doesn't happen. But like, right. We've thought we thought that about Cat, right? Oh, he's this transcendent player. But and we've thought that about different other players too. Or Stefan Diggs, and then he gets traded to Buffalo. I, but this feels more real, doesn't it? It feels like it feels to me like Anthony Edwards is going to be the cornerstone player for this team. Yeah, and and it feels to me like he's the guy that's going to pull this franchise into another winning era. Yep. When I say another, I'm referring to the eight years of playoffs with Kevin Garnett. And winning is sort of an air quote. Like, like they five. won, yeah, they they won some games in the regular season, but they only yeah. actually won two playoff series in those eight years. So the the bar is very low. But this feels more real than some of the other young players that have come around. So uh, I'm going to take what you just said and cross over into the territory that I feel like young younger stat heads hate, but I don't care about that. And, and it's this: I feel different about Ant, not just because of Ant's game but because of Ant's post-game comments and how he's wired. I remember in particular in the first year of Cat, and I think we did a segment or two or 15 about this. He had the, I don't know exactly what I'm doing here. So every time we lose, I'm just going to fall on the proverbial sword. It was always his fault. I didn't do enough. And like the first time I was like, oh, that's impressive. And by the 20th time, I'm like, just stop with that crap. Um, Cat was trying to play a part of this is going to be or is my team. Ant is Ant. He might be goofy. He's certainly funny, but he's never playing a role. He is himself. And, and I can't tell you, and again, I know it's unquantifiable. There's no, there's no statistic for it. But the importance, in my opinion, of a superstar being who he is, is incredibly important. And that's why... When Jefferson, at the end of the year, was the one guy, he, he didn't co- go up to the podium and say, this is all my fault. Oh, we're, we're losing because of me. He's like, our team was flat, and that's inexcusable. I love that because he's not making excuses for anything. He's, he's telling you, and Kirill has a certain boyish charm about him. That is Kirill. Um, I think it's so important that nobody is playing among those three a role. Everybody is being who they are and Ant got up last night and what talked about how he became Black Jesus or something. It's ju- it's great. It's just Ant. He's he, I love that. I know this gets cliche because like it factor and yes. swag and all the the ways that we you know yes. sort of fish for to describe that thing that's hard to quantify. It's a it's a personality trait. It's a it's a gravitational pull, right? You know, the, the way that I described it early in the season at Target Center when he went off, he had a couple games where he's like, there was a game where he went off for like six threes or something. And he felt like the conductor inside of an arena of 16,000 people, right? Correct. Like he has that presence. 
And I think that matters. Like in the NBA, you're literally playing against the best basketball players in the world. All of these dudes were studs in high school or college. And at age 20, for him to be out there and think to himself, as you can watch him play, like he literally thinks that he's the best player on the court, regardless of who his opponent is. You know, he doesn't defer. He deferred a little bit the first, like, three months of his career. He doesn't defer. Sometimes, you know, D'Lo will take the lead or Cat will take the lead, but it's not because Ant is hiding or afraid or disappears. And 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 that's sort of the personality side that's hard to quantify. I also went back. I went on to uh, Basketball Reference because I was curious on the stat side too. You see all these. Like I saw another one last night that he's one of the first players or the first player at age twenty to have you know a forty point game with no assists or like there's all these like weird stats. But so I wanted to compare Ant's age twenty season to some of the best young players of the last twenty years, wing players. So let's like just guys who are shooting guards or small forward guys who handle the ball on the wing or um, in sort of a hybrid role. So I, I plugged in Kobe age 20, LeBron age 20, Kevin Durant age 20 and Luca age 20. Cause he came out when he was 19 years old. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Wade didn't come into the league until he was 22. And there's other guys that didn't come in the league until they were a little older. Ant leads all four of those guys, Kobe, LeBron, Durant, Luca at age 20 in effective field goal percentage and he's second behind only Durant in three-point percent. He is a better shooter at age 20 than LeBron James was. He gets to the rim with the same, I guess, ferocity, if you want to use that word, as Dwayne Wade, just based on my eye test. He's ahead of Kobe in most categories at age 20. And so I like, this sounds crazy, again, because it's the Timberwolves, and you know, I, and Damian Lillard wasn't playing last night, but... I think he's comparable at age 20, physically, emotionally, the way he can take over a game, the way that he's shooting this year. I think he's comparable to some of the best 20-year-old players that we have seen in my life. And it's weird to say that out loud because it's the Timberwolves. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Am I crazy? I think I think eye test-wise, I'll disagree with you in your eye test. I think I test wise, what LeBron was doing, and maybe that was just the time of the NBA at age 20, was something no one has ever seen before. That's not to suggest what Anthony Edwards is doing is is not also remarkable because he's putting up these numbers. And and I think also just our fascination and our availability to look at these statistics kind of changes our perception a little bit of what we saw from guys like Kobe Bryant and LeBron James enter the league. Um, but I, I do think there is definitely some comparable characteristics that. Ant has that Kobe had, and I, I do think we can blend some of those together. But I, I do think maybe just a little bit you're getting too far ahead of your skis in terms of the eye perception. Because like when LeBron entered the league, it was insane what he was doing at 20. Well, but he was also hyped up more. Yeah. Like he was hyped up because his games. He was the first high school player to have games televised on ESPN. And by the time, you know, Ant wasn't nearly as hyped up sure. in high school as LeBron was for a bunch of different reasons. But the other thing I would point to as well, so you have the hype train that LeBron James is riding, rightfully so, and he's lived up to all of it. But then he also joined a roster that was just absolute garbage. Right. And yeah. Ant, so Ant joined a roster that already had Carl Anthony Towns right. and D'Angelo Russell and some peripheral pieces. And so you know he's he kind of came in as the third guy and had to work his way into number one in certain areas. And even now he's like, he's not like the definitive number one in the pecking order every night, even though he will be at some point. 
the second best player on the 2004 Cavs when LeBron came in was Zydrunas Ilgauskas. Yeah. Their, thir- the game here. their was, yeah, third leading awful. scorer was Drew Gooden, and their fourth leading scorer was Jeff McInnes, who no one's ever heard of. <laughs> so, like, LeBron James had free reign for 40 minutes a night to just go and do whatever. Go shoot all the shots. Go grab all the rebounds. Yeah. You can get assists. You can do whatever you want. And, again, like, would I take 20-year-old LeBron over 20-year-old Ant? Yes. Like, I probably would. I'm just saying, like, I think he's in the discussion with his physical tools with the way that he has taken the league by the throat. And I think a lot of people have disregarded him because he's a Timberwolf, hmm. you know, straight up. Like, I don't, I think Didn't a lot think of people wrote him because his That's last name isn't Ball. I think people just figure that, oh, he's just tucked away on the Timberwolves. He doesn't matter. But he's fans proving perha- that to be false. Fans, perhaps. I don't think the league has. And I think you could say beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Timberwolves have um, their, their most dynamic player since KG. I think that's the truth. Cat's incredibly important, and Cat's good, but he's not necessarily <laughs> dynamic. Yeah, KG. Rutsafight.com. That's very nice. That's I like very it, yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I don't know if, if I can compare him yet to guys that, that became superstars, and certainly he's off to a great start. But there is – because I do think it's a cliche, but I think it's very important if you can attach the if factor to guys, it means – something and i know that it's frustrating because you can't uh google a statistic and say the it factor is there but ant caprisov jefferson all all have a special factor that people gravitate towards i would say this i don't think i don't sense it's not that they don't like him i don't sense people gravitate towards cat i don't think he brings people in to say oh my god um there is something when ant walks into a room and this is true I don't care the age here. This is true when he walks into a press conference room, a locker room. There is something about how he holds himself and how he goes about his business that causes young and old to say, I want to be part of that. That's a hard thing to have, and most people don't. Imagine what he's going to be like when he's 25. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's multiple years away from his prime. Like He's not even close to his prime right now. Yes, and he just, and he's putting up forty. He's getting to the rim whenever he wants to. He's 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 actually become a good three point shooter. Yeah. Now there's still deficiencies. I th- I think he gets a little squirrely with some of his heat check threes, and he definitely needs to get to the line more often right. and then make more free throws. And he's still you should a work be excited on defense, but he's freaking twenty. You should be excited as a long suffering Wolves fan. You should be optimistic. You should get the flag. <laughs> That's there right. It is. Fly the flag. Thing of beauty. It's a thing of beauty. They're above 500. The toughest back-to-back of the entire schedule is happening tomorrow night and Friday night. By the way, as we as we record this podcast on a Wednesday, at Golden State on TNT national TV game. Guessing that uh, Steph and Clay are going to be both healthy and playing in that game. And then uh, if that's not enough, oh, the next night go to Phoenix and play maybe the best team in the NBA so far this year. Thursday and Friday night. So if you could come away with one win, even if you lose both, like, I don't know. They only need 11 wins to hit the over. Can do it. You should be excited. We can do it. Get excited. Get the flag. Yeah, be excited. Flags out. Show us your flags. All right. We got write that down predictions on today's Mackie and Judd. If you want uh, an emergency episode breakdown of the Vikings new GM hire, check out Purple Daily, Quasi Adolfo, 
uh, Mensa is the new Vikings GM. And if you just want to see Judd hold a Timberwolves flag over his face, you can just pause this episode on YouTube. And there it is. There's just, your meme. Uh, just stare at it. <laughs> uh, yeah, most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd. Write this down. This is the big leagues, where we own our terrible predictions. Write that down. And keep track of each other's batting averages. It's Write That Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. Yeah, that's right. This is the most innovative segment in all of sports talk here. The most transparent segment, sometimes the most embarrassing segment. This is where we admit that we were wrong on a weekly basis. Write that down and an accountability session. We've been doing this for, I don't know, like six years on Mackie and Judd. We have official stats going back to 2018. Judd is the reigning, defending, batting champion. Yes, He's also going for the completion percentage championship. Still on Purple Daily, write that down. Here's how it works. Three predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of batting averages and home runs. Listeners, if you guys want to participate, like our friend Santi is about to, you can send us a message through the Score North app. There's a feedback tab, and uh, we'll get you we'll get you scheduled for some date in the future. So are you guys uh, are you guys ready here? We got a new GM. Vikings have a new GM. Quasi Adolfo Mensa. I got some predictions about that. Let's do this. Let's do it. Let's get to the accountability session first here, which is presented by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. They're all about maximizing the success of your business, minimizing the risk. It's like having a great offensive line for your business. You sleep better at night, and um, you can just make sure that you are better protected. Find out more about all the resources and people that you can get access to at federatedinsurance.com. And remember at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. We'll start with Judd. Mm. A little bit of a rough Boy, week for you. I don't, yeah, you know what? Early season struggles, mm. going to put them in the past. Mm-hmm. You said the new GM of the Vikings will be Spytech. John, John Spytech. I'm here to run the Vikings. I'm sorry, sir, you didn't get the job, but, but I'm running the Vikings now. <laughs> that's your that's your spy tech. That's your spy tech. My spy tech. That's my spy tech. My spy tech voice. Spy tech must have been kind of a dud in some of these interviews. Huh? Listen, boys. All right. You also said by next year's Royal Rumble, meaning this year's Royal Rumble, the WWE would bring back oh, Donald God. Trump for a storyline of some kind. Well, the Rumble's on Sunday. Oh wow! And barring some last minute thing here, I, I don't just think will not tolerate that. Which part? I, it wouldn't shock me. All of it. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, I said the Bills and the Rams would both pull road upsets this weekend. What a bad beat. 13 seconds. All you had to do was yep. hold off the Chiefs for 13 seconds. Yep. Oh. Tough guy. I said the Wolves would not lose a game in the last week. I did say the Wolves would finally move above 500 between... Now, last week and this week's Write That Down, which did happen. And I need a ruling on this one. All right. I said A-Rod, sometime during the upcoming season, would bring a notable female public figure to a Wolves game. Okay. So Cat Paget is the woman, the blonde woman that he went to the Packers game with. And then they also went to the Wolves game together on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. She is a national fitness competitor, and she has about 10,000 followers on Instagram. Uh-huh. 
Is she a notable female public figure? I'm going to lean no, no. Um, I mean, just in a Google search of her here, all of it is is who is Kate Padgett and why is she with Alex Rodriguez? Like, who is she? So I wouldn't call her a known public figure. She's definitely not a nobody like you and I and Judd. But the word, I... The word notable and public figure. Yeah, I don't think so, what man. What was in your heart, Phil? What was in your heart? Like Let's a, look like deep a in heart, your heart. My heart, your heart? my heart was that he was going to bring some blonde gal to a game. <laughs> I should have I just yeah, said that. should have just said that. A-Rod will show up with a, <laughs> with blonde, a blonde on his arm to a Timberwolves game. Okay. So I this can one... go both ways here. So, like, well, do, do tell. Well, 10,000 followers on IG is pretty damn good, right? I, she probably gained a bunch because of all this stuff, though. I, I checked last off? night. Now, now I'm going to go, okay, then probably not. No, sorry. I'm going to go no, man. Sorry. I thought you were saying she had 10,000 going into the Packers-Wolves weekend. I think she had 5,000. Go from the Packers game to a Wolves game. It'd be like Lambo to Target Center. I don't know about That's that. That's exactly what it would be like. Yes. I'm not sure about, I'm not sure about that call. Okay, so we, we're leaving this one on the board. I'm not. Yeah. I don't get the notable female public figure here. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Listeners said. Uh, Dustin said at least two of these things will happen: Bengals over Titans, Packers over Niners. Nope. Bucks over Rams. Nope. Bills over Chiefs. Nope. Oh wow. He got one of them. He got the first one. He was feeling pretty good. He just needed one more, and then they did not go his way. And then Doogie said Brandon Brown will be the next Vikings GM. Now, didn't he speculate that maybe they could bring a Brandon Brown over in an elevated role of some kind? Correct. Yes. Yes. As as um, as Quasi's right hand man. Okay. That's the speculation, but it's still not the GM. So he's right. Nice little week for Declan. You said Jalen Noel will drop at least 20 points in a game. That didn't happen. But this is a home run here. Three item parlay. The Wild will win at least two games this week. Kaprizov will register at least three points, which he did. And uh, Kakanen will have at least 35 saves in a game all in the last week. And he did in the, one of the, the games. Cubs. He had exactly 35 yeah, saves. He, I, I was I was tracking. I was alone on Friday night. That'll shock you. Uh, but I was tracking that and it literally had to go down to the last second. But he did it. He got it. Nice little home run. Nice home run. run. Nice work. And then you said the Timberwolves will climb above 500 at some point in the month of January. Buzzer, Peter. And they did. So with that, here are the 2022 stats so far. Judd, 500 with one home run. Both Declan and I at 333 with one home run. Listeners not on the board with any hits or home runs yet. It's early. We're not even through the first month. Uh, All-time stats, Judd, over 200 hits, 203 hits. Uh, We both have 16 home runs. Listeners have 19 home runs, which leads all-time. Declan with 89 hits, closing in on career hit 100 and nine home runs on the season. So, all right, boys, there you go. Those are your write that down uh, accountabilities. I like the power. All three of us with home runs already early in this write that down season. Yeah, not messing around. No, not no, messing no. around. All right, let's get Santi in here. He is our guest listener predictor. He is uh, he's hiding out in an empty classroom at the University of Minnesota here. So, hopefully, uh, hopefully, no one infiltrates. But what's going on, Santi? Not much. Just uh, hoping for what you are. I've been waiting here for like 45 minutes, just hoping no one comes in. <laughs> so far, so good. Yeah, yeah. They can wait. This is yep. much more important than uh, yes. than education. So, all right, here's how it works. We're going to go around the room three times. We'll start with Santi over to Judd. 
Declan, and then uh, background to me. There's only one rule, really. Just they must be quantifiable. So yeah. and put an end date on it if you Write this if down. you can. So Stanti, what's your first prediction? All right. Write this down. A former professional athlete who consistently appears on Valley Sports North will get fired or quit before January first, twenty twenty three. You have inside information? Like something coming? I don't know. I just I feel like Mark Parrish might have some train wreck moment and they'll just let him go. Wow. Okay. okay. But that's that's oddly record. specific. That's, that's off the record. record. <laughs> I, I hope he does. Okay. That, yeah, that would suck. That would be, that would be awesome. Da, 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 da. <laughs> could we actually, could we, you know, could we pay Glenn Perkins to do something untoward on TV <laughs> just for the right, that down oh, point. Man. I'll send a note to Glenn. Okay. Skinny Glenn. Right, Skinny Glenn. Oh. All right, Judd. All uh, right. Vikings officials. And this includes the the new GM hire will use the words collaboration <laughs> or inclusion no fewer than five times in the introductory press conference. I have almost the same prediction. <laughs> <laughs> no fewer than five times will we hear the words Dex collaboration yep. or inclusion. This is this is a home run, right? Like it's extremely specific. It is, and I and I think we should. I, I probably shouldn't bail Judd out like this, but I it should be some form of the word collaborate, right? Like you're saying collaboration. Well, yeah. If, if they, they use okay. the word collaborate, right? But if they use a word that is not that word, then I don't think it counts. So yeah, like collaborate, collaboration, yeah. collaborative, yeah. include, inclusion. Well, include is a di- that's different. Yeah. Well, hold on. Now we're now we're getting really. We got to have like parameters on the exact words. We can't have like five, some, six some, different words. Well, no, some form of the word collaborate. Yeah, that's fine. And some form of the word inclusion. Inclusion, yep. inclusion is a much different word than include. Sure. Because include right. could be, we yep. have a lot of things to accomplish, yeah. including our yep. offensive line okay, still yes, sucks. Yes, yes. Okay. Our quarterback is okay. overpaid. All right, Declan. Okay. Over to you. I'm going to push a couple of predictions down. into the future here. I'll start with this one. The Wild will acquire Claude Giroux. I'm gonna I'm gonna swing for the fences here and say the Wild will acquire Claude Giroux. We'll put an end date uh, after the NHL trade deadline for this fill. But Giroux is in Philadelphia. He's a UFA. The Flyers are a mess. They are just running back the old Wild plan from 2016. So not only is Mike Yo and Chuck Fletcher running things, they just brought in. You'll be shocked by this. John Torchetti yesterday yeah, to get on the staff. This is incredible. Uh, but Giroux is a UFA. He's 34 years old. They did just actually. I just saw a report this morning. He would have to okay the trade because he's a no movement clause, and he's meeting with his agent uh, to discuss his future plans by the All Star break if he wants to waive that no trade clause. But I think the Wild are going to make a pull for him. He's a former captain. He's exactly what Bill Graham would want. So the Wild will acquire Claude Giroux. Write that down. I like yep. it. A little reckless speculation and write that down. Right, all, down. In, all in one here. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to unload my similar prediction to Judd here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus just on Quasi Adolfo Menza, though. Okay. That he specifically will use the words, and again, some form of the words, collaborate and culture at least once each. So at least once of each of those words or a form of those words in his introductory press conference. 
Okay. Right. Because I like I could see the like if Mark Wilf is up there, I could see him saying it was a very collaborative process. Oh, Mark Wilf to is going to spew know. that word out like eight times. But I think when when Mensa gets up there specifically talking about what he wants to do with the yeah. organization, oh, he will then use the word culture or some form of it or colla- and collaborate or some form of it at least once each. I like it. Right. Write it down. I like it. Write this down. All right. Back over to Santi. All right. Person. This one pains me to say, but the Wild will lose in the second round of the playoffs to the Avalanche. Oh, yeah, it's probably a fairly good prediction, actually. I think it's a home run. It is because you're you're yep. it's a parlay. You're predicting that they make the playoffs, which yeah. should happen. Get past they the first will round. get past the first round, and that they will match up specifically with mm-hmm. the Avalanche yeah. and lose. So it's yeah. like a four item parlay. It is a home run. Yeah. It's a hat trick. It's good stuff. <laughs> there. Yeah. Write that down. Okay, Judd. All right, I'm going to go wild as well, but um, closer to the current time and say the Wild will win three of four games on their upcoming trip. They're going to play the Rangers, Islanders, Blackhawks, and Jets. They will win three of those four games. Exactly three of four. Exactly three of four. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. Write that down. Good. All right, my next prediction, I'll make a Timberwolves one. And correct, help me out if I have to add to this because I'm not sure if this has been already spoken between you two. Uh, but I'll say the Timberwolves will not be in the play-in, and they will be a sixth seed or better. I feel like wow. Phil might have had that. Um, I feel like you, one of you might have. That's okay. Yeah. As long as we're not making the same prediction in the same week, then it's we usually okay, right? Okay. Yep, because times change. I, I just want to see if it's yeah. a home run or not. I don't think that they'll get up to the fourth or fifth because, like, the Jazz even have, like, a five-game lead between, like, the fourth seed and the sixth, seventh seed that are kind of all jumbled together right now. And even, like, the fifth seed has, like, distanced themselves a bit. But I'll say screw it. Forget the plan. Speak this into existence. Be locked into that sixth seed at least or better. But uh, the Timberwolves will not be in the plan. They will be the sixth seed or better at the NBA playoffs. Yeah, it's definitely not a home run, which is fine because they are uh, they're a game and a half back of the six seed right now, and they're actually two and a half back of the five seed right now. So they're like they're much they're closer to the five and the six seed than they are to like falling out of right. the the plan. But it's a it's good. I would say it also requires them to maintain their level of play here, which is right. above five hundred basketball for like the second time in seventeen years. A home run would probably be like. Top four better, obviously, right? Like that would happen. Yeah, if you said they would, ki- they would catch the Jazz, then I would say, yeah. Okay, it's not gonna hit myself. Got the, nug- got the Nuggets in a couple days. All right, write that down. All right, I'm gonna make a Wolves prediction here too. So write this down. Uh, they have a tough schedule coming up here. Mm-hmm. They play on Thursday night on national TV against the Golden State Warriors, and then I think I'm pulled their schedule. I think they play the Suns after that too. So this is this is a classic. Hey, they got back above 500 here. Now you got tough games coming up. Can you step up? It's a back to back. This is the toughest back to back all year at Golden State at Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Thursday and Friday night. They will win at least one of those two games. And if they do, I think that shows you all right, that's they're on a new level now. Those are probably the two best teams in the West. They play them on the road on a back to back. They are not favored at all in either one of them, but they will win one of those games against Golden State or Phoenix. Is that a home run? Ah, uh, not one of them. Okay. If you said yeah. both, oh, sweet, yeah, no, no. yeah, um, but I think one of them is not. I don't think so. It's a solid hit, but no, I don't think it's a home run. Okay, solid. Yeah, run. that that is their that is their toughest back to back. They do have another weird one in February where they play a back to back at Sacramento 
and then at Sacramento I, the next night. I guess just to bait you for it to be a home run, if you if you were specific on one of the two wins, or if like you clarified they'd beat one of these opponents by X points or something to make it a home yeah, run. If I, I think, I'm just okay. baiting them. I'm just baiting them. I, I think I think we're trying to force this one. I think it's just a nice. No, no, it Phil's call. <laughs> why, I think it's just a nice. Why, why are you trying to protect yeah. me here, Judd? Is this I, reverse I psychology? I don't this is like reverse psychology. Torture, I don't like trying to torture predictions. I'm not torturing Phil. Into this a is the home run. I feel like you just made a nice, solid prediction, and we should move on. You want me to say that they're going to beat Phoenix on Friday night? That's what you want me to say, isn't it? I'm not going to. I'm going to leave I, it as is. Okay. I didn't think you would change it. I didn't think you would change it. I thought you'd leave it. Just a, it's fine. It's good. Right. Santi, he's probably got just try twenty students knocking on the door to get into this empty <laughs> the class. The lights are still on. Yeah, That's the key thing. Yeah, they haven't gone out yet. That's Sit true. still and they'll go out. That's some yeah. ANSI adjunct professor. All right, Santi, your third okay. and final prediction. I got a two-item parlay here. Nice. Kirk Cousins will be gone by the start of the 2022-2023 season. That's yeah. part A. Part B, the next or the Vikings will be victorious the next time they play a Kirk Cousins-led team. Ooh. That's a great one. Interesting. Let's pull up because we know the Vikings' opponents, right? Yeah, we know yeah, the opponents. No Cleveland. It could no be. Cleveland. I guess it could be like three years until it happens. again. Don't we? Do, do we no. know the seventeenth game? Don't they decide that differently? Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Okay. So there's they, they have nine home opponents. Aren't they playing? Don't they play a London game next year? The Vikes. Or am I making that up? I don't. I don't think I believe like so. No. Not that I've heard. I'm, I might have just made that up. No, I think you made it up. All right, teams on this list. Are there any teams on this list that you could see Kirk playing for? I'm just going to yeah. roll them off. Stop me when I get to one. Home opponents: Bears, Lions. I could, I could see him at some point back in back home in Michigan in a Lions uniform. Yeah. Not, oh yeah, he's a not great this year, but I can yes, see it. yes. At the end, fat, fat. <laughs> Kirk's going to get fat. He'll be what rough. is wrong He'll with you? I'm just telling you, why would you think at Kirk's the end sometimes get fat? Get fat. It's going to be, it, it'll be great. It'll just be sad. He'll be like a big ball of jelly back in the pocket getting hit. Just Kirk is, I think going. Kirk is probably one of like the least body fat quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah. He's very thin now. Very nice jawline. Fat someday. Dallas, Green Bay, Giants, uh, Cardinals, Jets, Patriots, Colts. I could see Colts. Yeah. Colts can make some I could Ooh. I could actually see a I could see a Wentz Cousins swap that I would not be thrilled with, but the, the Colts oh, are looking to move on God. from Wentz. I don't know about that. Yeah, okay. Keep Bears, on. Lions, Packers, Eagles. Mm, maybe oh, he get eaten up in Philadelphia. Though. I would love He's, to see it. Oh my God, it'd be so ugly in Philadelphia. Those people would destroy him. Back to Washington? No. No way. Go back to <laughs> New Orleans, a Sean Payton. New Orleans, New Orleans. New Orleans makes actually makes some sense, and they are going I, to be I, I got off with the money. I don't. There's no way they could absorb his contract though, yeah, because they're sixty million over the cap. That's true. Okay, Buffalo and Miami. I could see Miami, Miami. but but no, Tua is is Kirk that much of an upgrade over Tua no. for the money they difference? Like, he's not going to eighty Miami. million in cap space, so I I wouldn't rule out Miami. Would Cleveland? you trade? Would you trade Kirk for Tua? Yes. Not, I would too. In a in a heart. I'm not thrilled. I'm not thrilled by Tua, but the contract's nice. Yeah, it's less about Tua, more about getting out from the Carolina, contract and having a bridge. Closer. Carolina, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Denver. Yeah, those yeah. are my four choices. Okay. 
Reckless <laughs> speculation. Wow, look at that. Santi, you just gave us some fodder That's right good, there, too. Santi. Great. Cool. So, uh, well, since, since you've got this massive, gigantic, life-changing platform right now, Santi, is there anyone in your life you'd like to thank that brought you to this moment? Yeah, sure. You know, in winters past, I would dread waking up in the morning and going out to my car and scraping the ice off the windshield. I'd always get a cold, irritating breeze, you know, in uncomfortable places. <laughs> Little boy's long underwear. Oh, wow. Changed my life. Oh, wow. <laughs> what is one word, Santi, to describe how chill boys are making you feel right now? Um, I would say secure. Attaboy. Yeah. Yep. I've got some bamboo fabric on right now, yep. and uh, it is cozy. Let me tell you guys, cozy is the word that I'm going to go with. I got with. mine on too. Oh, yeah. Should I show them? No, no. I'm good. Okay. We're, we're uh, all no, good. I'm good. good. I've got mine on as well, and I'm staying seated. Good on that. Yeah, chillboys.com is where you can find the most comfortable underwear on the planet. Minnesota-based company, but you can get them online. They care about one thing, your comfort. There it is. Love Santi. it. Santi. Bring in the heat. walking in. I got to go. All right. All right. Get out. <laughs> get out, Sante. Get out right, now. See you Thanks for having me on. Bye. See ya. Bye. That's awesome. Oh that worked out perfectly. Just in an empty classroom. Timing uh, was good for whoever walked in. God. Is, how about, so whoever just walked into a Chill Boys yeah, underwear dude. read there. Sante gave us a segment and a sponsor rep. <laughs> I have a, uh, I have a uh, new professional headshot that uh, that our friend Pat upstairs has taken for me. Should I just have the chill boys on underneath this nice shirt? Should I get the full body shot headshot? <laughs> kind of fun. Headshot, you say, huh? I think the chill boys are probably baggy on you. That's no, not these ones. Like that, like, like the your brother sent out that the Under Armour <laughs> shirt <laughs> yeah. picture. It's supposed to be one of those like compression you know, shirts that he had in high school. Baggy at least 15 years old. <laughs> oh, my oh my god, it's so great. All right, Judd, back to you, your third and final prediction. All right, I'm going to stay on the wild theme and on this road trip. Write this down. Kirill Kaprizov will score three or more goals on this trip. So they're going to play four games. They're going to play two in the in the greater New York metropolitan area and then Chicago. Those are all spots where Kirill Kaprizov's going gonna to want to make a mark. So I'm going to say three or more goals on this four-game trip. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's definitely clicking. He's clicking. Write this Bye. down. All right. All right, a Royal Rumble prediction for me. Royal Rumble this weekend, Phil. Um, even though we're kind of disgusted by the WWE's lack of creativity over yeah. the last year or so. Um, it is Royal Rumble time. I'll still tune into the Rumble probably after the AFC Championship game uh, finishes up on Sunday. But I'll say this. Bailey and or Ronda Rousey will return at the Royal Rumble. Okay. So Bailey's out with an injury. But there's been rumors she's going to come back. It's been about six, seven months since her ACL tear. And according to Odd Shark, she has the second best odds to win the Royal Rumble. And she hasn't even appeared on television in six, seven months. And then Ronda Rousey has confirmed that she wants to come back to WWE. Um, and it, it sounds like I wouldn't be surprised to make her another WrestleMania push with Becky or something. Uh, but I'll just say Bailey and or Ronda Rousey will return at the Royal Rumble. Okay. I'm just looking at odds here just to see. I'm curious, are there any men's surprises to be on the lookout for? Like, The Undertaker's done. He's not going to come back. But I don't know. There's no there's no one on this list. This is the first time in probably the history of Write That Down where I'm not going to make a Royal Rumble prediction. I'm shocked. List. 
I'm that bored with the WWE's horrible I, product. I get it. Man. Really? I will not dignify them I with a write that down prediction. So, it's, are you going to watch, or are you not even going to watch it on Sunday? I don't know. Depends on uh, those wow. football games are probably going to be done by the time Royal Rumble gets on. But I don't know. They uh, we'll have to see. There might be an episode of a Real Housewives or something <laughs> that I want to watch instead. This is a new Phil Mackey. I don't recognize you anymore. No, if it was AEW, I'm all for in. sure. And the number one wrestling promotion wow. in the world. Well, WWE kind of dropped the ball because they're typically really smart at planning the Royal Rumble on that bye week between title game Super Bowl. But now that the Super Bowl is later, I don't think they accounted for that because now it's they it's literally not. stacking up against two of the biggest football games of the weekend. So another another idea of the WWE dropping the ball. Come on. Congratulations, WWE. Way to go, Vince. Idiots. All right, write this down. I'm gonna get, I want this to be a home run, so hopefully this is. I think okay. this is. I think the Chiefs are going to be a little hungover from just how – epic that game was last Sunday night and plus the Bengals get an extra day to prepare so write this down the Chiefs will win but it will be a fourth quarter comeback victory for them okay you had me going for a second Bengals get an extra day to prepare day to rest Chiefs coming off let's face it probably the greatest game in NFL history just ridiculous one of the top 10 games for sure and I just think it's going to take them a minute to settle in, and Joe Burrow is going to come in, throw some haymakers. But the Chiefs will prevail. It'll be a fourth quarter comeback win for the Chiefs. Okay. Okay. All right. I all thought right. you were going right all in on that one. Me too. Uh, I thought so as well. It would be. I fun, thought you were going to be like they're going to be hungover, and Joe Burrow is going to win. Could you guys envision a 49ers Bengals Super Bowl for the third time in NFL history? I I would be shocked if it happened. But Joe I, Joe Burrow is so good. Yeah, you know what? I, I'd i be surprised by it, but I can see it. No. I'd be the surprised. first 49ers Bengals Super Bowl was in 1982, and it was it remains the highest rated television program of all time. Game played at? 49% of American households I did not know that. were watching that game. Game played at the Pontiac Silverdome. Oof. In the dead, it was the first it was the first time that they had the great idea for a cold Weather Super Bowl, and they decided to go to the Detroit area. Ugh. Hope you enjoyed it all. I'm, I'm learning <laughs> well, a lot that of was stuff fun. from this Write That Down episode. I didn't know any of these facts. Yeah. And then the second one was Minneapolis, right? Super Bowl 26? Yeah. 92. Bills in Washington. 92, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, you get the education. You get the predictions. You get spec. What more do you want? What more do you want here on the show? Detroit should never get a Super Bowl. Well, didn't they get another one? They did. They should not have. I, I saw too. I saw Mina. Detroit does uh, not deserve Super Bowls. I saw Mina Kimes clowning MSP Airport on Twitter last weekend. Yeah, what's up? It's the best airport. In the I, I agree because she said during Super Bowl weekend she had to run. And I, I will say this part is the only problem that's with MSP. If you have a connecting flight and you're on like Gate G oh. and you got to get to Gate C, because it's like a, it's like a U. You know, the airports, our MSP Airport yeah. Terminal One's like a U. And if you're on Gate G, which is all the way on the right side, and you're going to have to go to C, that's all the way back on the left. That being said, there are so many airports that I loathe. Yes. Atlanta, Denver, are those two come to mind. O'Hare? O'Hare is a nightmare. I just Talk flew out of there. a connection nightmare. O'Hare is a awful airport. Yeah. MSP is a top, like legitimately yes. a top five airport. Dude, and you got the you got that, like that Ike's food. restaurant in the middle of the foyer. I mean, there's just... Like, Love Mina Kimes and her football drink. takes, but... But come on, Mia. Don't be slandering that's, MSP that's Airport like that. Unforgivable airport. Field take. is awful. The the you're exactly right, Dex. The Atlanta Airport is 
the awful. worst. It's probably my least favorite. It's probably my least favorite airport. And mm. the, the best part, the smoking room. Literally, there's a smoking room, or it was, and, and I walked by it one time, and the doors opened, and like a wave of like <laughs> yellow like smoke. Movie. Yellow, dog comes smoke walking out. yellow smoke. Yes, yellow, like, like yellow emanated from... It, it was so disgusting. It's probably gone now. But it has to be it's, gone. It's in the South, so Amazing. they were not going to get rid of smoking in 2005. Amazing. Uh, yeah, we're, we're actually going to launch a new Airport Takes podcast here soon. You know, I would love five that days a week podcast. starting in February. It would actually would I would love that podcast. <laughs> Cedar Rapids Airport is clearly the best. No, I like Green Bay. That's a good right. connection airport. Those of you write that down predictions here, Mackie and Judd, uh, tomorrow, Reckless Speculation Thursday with our friend Doogie. So definitely check us out for that. Please click subscribe on the Scornorth YouTube channel and the like button so we can spread the word about these predictions that are almost certainly going to be wrong. See you guys. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.